Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This young Mo. I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. When I went to school, they used to label me a hooligan. I'm so busy getting money and realize I was losing. All right, y'all. So we got a Virginia legend. He not going to say it, but I'm going to say it for him. We got a VA legend in the building, Young Mo. How are you feeling? I'm doing good. Thank y'all for having me. No, thank you for coming. Like, you say you've been watching the platform for a minute. It was about time that we brought you in here anyway. So sure. how would you say your journey is? Like, how has your journey been overall? It's been ups and downs, mm -hmm. and it's, it's been worth it. Now, um, when I was doing my research on you, your story is very interesting because you are originally from Cairo, Egypt. Yeah. And so I find that very, like, I, honestly, I want to know a lot about that. Because, yeah. you know, you came out here and you were still, like, illegal, in a sense. Yeah. So if you don't mind, just talk to us about, like, your transition to the States and, like, even that process of you becoming, like, an American citizen. I came here, I think I came here when I was about five years old. Um, my family, they left first. They, they made it here first on a visa. And I was left back in Egypt by myself with some family members. And then I ended up making it here. And then, you know, I had my running with the law getting locked in, locked, locked up. And um, at a point of time, I just hired a lawyer and got my immigration status right. And I know um, when I was also doing my research, like you weren't really as fluent in English or am I, mis is that correct? Or I mean, at, growing up, like, I had, I had to catch my balance. Like, mm -hmm. I, I ain't know English, like, all the way up until probably, like, when I got to school, I knew English. Oh, wow. So you were, like, fluent in um, your language. Yeah. I ain't going to lie. Okay, I don't know. I want to sound ignorant when I say this, but I have never really heard anyone from Egypt, like, speaking their language. Yeah. Do you mind, like, saying something in your what language? What you want me to say? Okay, how do you say like, hi, how are you? Well, I'm, I'm Muslim, so how we greet each other, we say, assalamu alaikum. Oh, that okay, means okay, my okay. peace be upon you. Okay, cool, so. But if I'm speaking to a woman and mm -hmm. I say, how are you, it's inti amla e. Inti amla e. How are you to a woman and to a man, you say, inta amile. Oh, so it's like different with the genders. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's different. I'm not gonna lie. Like, I feel like if I had to study that, I would just get it all mixed, all nah, mixed say, up with the. They say Arabic is is probably the easiest language to learn. 
Really? Mm -hmm. I feel like it's the hardest, but I don't know if it's because I got an accent or whatever going on, mm -hmm. but I feel like it, I might struggle because I feel like y'all got like, it's like a fluent like tongue that y'all have. Yes, I cannot. Yeah, some people can't get that off. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, no. I think you got it though. You got yeah. it because I think I'm going I'm to take a deal with that. Huh? My, my mama kept it in the house. Like that's what she, even to this day, like that. that's what she, that's how she speaks to us in Arabic. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that you just had a newborn, so whenever your child gets older, do you feel like you're going to teach them, like, the fluent language and stuff like that? Yeah, I feel like I fucked up. That's how I should have been speaking to my kids. <laughs> they, they can understand me, uh -huh. but they don't speak it. Uh, but I feel like they're going to, if you keep, like, speaking it to them, eventually, like, yeah. they're going to get it. They're going to understand. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God, I forgot in the beginning. Yo, people in the back, go ahead and introduce them. Yeah, for sure. This is my uh, my brother slash jeweler, Don, Don got the jewels. He's based down here in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. He got a store called Status Jewelers. And this is my brother slash comedian <laughs> all my life. <laughs> Not you a whole comedian back yeah. there. Uh, <laughs> now, Mo, I know you are from Virginia, but I want to get into your roots and like your background from there. So what part would you say that you're from? I'm from Alexandria, Virginia, on the west side. So how would you describe the culture out there? As far as what? Music, living? I would say music, the way of life, like, even down to, like, the fashion, all of that. We, uh, I mean, I feel like we got our own swag down there, our own, you know, our own appearance. Uh, the way of life is just the same way everywhere. There's good parts, there's bad parts. And music is it's really been it's really been turning up lately because a lot of artists where I'm from they they starting to you know let their face be seen and let their voices be heard. Right now, where you where you're from, would you say that it is hard to make it out when you want to pursue something outside of the ordinary, as far as like a rap career or just the creative field all around? Yeah, it's very hard to make it from where we're from because not too many have. Like, you don't hear too many from our side of Virginia. You know, two, three hours away towards the beach, you got mm -hmm. Pusha T, you got Pharrell, Missy Elliott. Um, who else we got? Yeah, we got a few people that way, but on my side of Virginia, nobody. We wow. don't got nobody. So would you say you're, like, really, like, the only one that's, like, from your city that's really out here like that? I think I got a head, I'm, I think I'm ahead of a lot, but mm -hmm. I don't think I'm the only one that's gonna be, you know what I'm saying? Like looked at as a big artist from Virginia. Like I told you, there's a lot of people coming. Mm -hmm. But for right now, yeah. How long would you say it took for you to get to this point that you are now? So I was about like 16. 16. Yeah, and I'm like 29 now, so 13 years. So at 16, what did life look like for you? Struggle, trying to get it together. You know, I ain't had, I, I had no other opportunities. Mm -hmm. Couldn't go to school. I didn't know I was going to eventually end up getting my green card. Um, couldn't get no job, so it was either sports, hustle, or music. Wow, so growing up in an, in, 
an environment like that, um, what would you say, I would basically ask like, what would you say is like the mental capability that you have to have to survive that environment? The mental that you need to have is basically like, don't take no for an answer. Yes. That's basically how you gotta think, cause if you take no for an answer, then you just gonna be put put on the shelf. I never allowed nobody to put me on the shelf. If if I wanted it, I'm I'm gonna get it. And being where you from, did you being where you are from, did you have to deal with a lot of projection when it came to you trying to pursue your music career? Projection as far as what? Um, so whenever we say like projection is basically like, okay, so say you wanna pursue your music career, right? And you're telling everybody around you like, I wanna be a rapper, I wanna pursue music. And you know, some people, because they didn't go and experience that themselves, they'll be like, why, why would you wanna be a rapper? You could do this, you could do anything else. Basically like frown upon you for wanting to pursue a music, well, pursue your music career. I'm not gonna lie. To the people I had around me, they believed in me before I believed in myself. Wow. Because I would let them hear the music. We'll be outside, mm -hmm. 50 deep and freestyling, came in the park near, next to the dice games and mm -hmm. stuff. So they witnessed the talent. Right. And they would tell me, go, go, go. And I, then I took it seriously. I do know that you used to freestyle back in the day, like in your neighborhood. So yeah. talk about that. That's how I found my talent for real. Really? It'll be like we freestyling against each other, telling jokes, saying things that really happen, mm -hmm. and it turned into a uh, turned into a way to feed my family. So just leading back up into you freestyling into the neighborhood, what would you say really woke up inside of you? Like, man, from freestyling, I really want to take this up to the next level. I seen, I seen older dudes in my neighborhood that was rapping, they were going to the studio. So going to the studio then is like now for me taking a trip to Dubai. You think about it, you want to do it. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba -da -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. You know, it's on the people who really do it though. So I finally got my way into the studio and I just kept going. So initially when people were telling you that you need to be in the studio, like you need to be pursuing a rap career, how long would you say it finally came for came in your senses for you to finally just go do it? I started, I started hustling and making money to support that. So mm -hmm. about two, three months later, I was in there consistently. No, I'm not gonna lie. That, that is really good that you really took it upon yourself to like make the money to support your dreams because I feel like a lot of people, when they really find out like how much money you gotta invest into yourself as an artist, like it can be very overwhelming, especially when you start talking about like the video budgets, the studio time, even- that should be that shit be pussy to me when niggas, like, when niggas want free shit and all that, like, I hate that shit. I ain't never get nothing free a day in my life, no free studio time. Even the dude, that was my recipe coming into the game is, okay, I don't know you from a can of paint, you got a bigger audience than me. What I'm gonna do is, 
I'm gonna find these artists that speak about the same thing I speak on in my music. I'm gonna pay you for a feature and I'm gonna steal your clientele. And that's what I do. I never ask nobody for a free feature. I got Davies paid them, Gates paid them, even my own brother Fed Trail paid them. And you know what I'm saying? Steal your fan base. Wow, and that ended up like working out for you. Yeah, that was my recipe into the game. So when people talk about Man, and then niggas want to come around. I don't give a fuck where you from. Want a free feature or anything like that, man? It's gonna cost. I'm millions in. I'm not. I'm not trying to. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then also, like, just to be honest, like money talk. Like that's just the business that this is. Yeah. Like, you fuck, I'm gonna tell you, uh, man. My name Young Mo. I'm a street nigga. Uh, let me get a feature. Man, don't nobody give a fuck about that. You a street nigga? You a construction worker? None of that, nigga. You mm -hmm. better pay your way. And uh, when it comes from where you're from, the environment, what do you feel like really keeps people trapped there as far as not being able to go out and, you know, pursue their dreams like you did? They don't want to take that first step. Like I was telling my partner on the phone the other day, <clears throat> dudes have spent $400 on a, on a Louis belt, but then realized they could get a round trip ticket to Miami for $150, go get them a hotel for $200, that's $350, and now you just been to Miami for $350. If you really budget your money right, would you rather go on a trip to Miami and get some memories down there, take some pictures, or would you rather just have that Louis belt that you just gonna wear underneath your shirt? Dang, you know, that's crazy because you're you're talking this and the thing is like, you know, we are in a whole new, we're in the social media era. So what you're saying, you know, people going to get that built before they go and like they're going to get that built to flex on Instagram or whatever before they go and invest into their actual career. Right. And so I guess me saying this i want to ask you like how important do you feel to make those sacrifices to where like it may be some days where you won't look good but as long as you're investing in your career like that's all that matters i think basically i'm asking you like what is your perspective on that because we are in a new era where like showing off on social media is like the thing right now yeah i, I think it's very important to take that step into a different lane. Right. Flexing on Instagram, that shit not that shit not gonna do nothing for you. Instagram ain't nothing but a, a a photo album. You know what I'm saying? It's real life what you do that's more importantly. I go I go a whole year Nike track suit down and hustle for a whole year instead of buying a designer and then being fucked up and not going nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. There's going to be a point in time where you get comfortable enough to buy the designer, but on your way up, you need to go do what's important first. You know, find out, prioritize. That's the thing, pri prioritizing. I ain't going to lie. Like, that's kind of hard. It yeah. is hard. Well, the ones, who, the ones who find it hard, but they still take that, mm -hmm. um, initiative to sacrifice, those the ones who make it. People think that, oh, Lil Yachty, he ain't got the best of music, or boo boo, how the fuck they make it? Because they sacrifice. Right. Nobody made it there on, by luck. He was in the correct room at the right time with the right people some day, sometime. 
and it's going to take for you to sacrifice in order to catch that blessing. Mm -hmm. Now, when it came to marketing yourself as an artist, what did that look like for you? I ain't know nothing about marketing. I just, you know, just naturally. Even to this day, I'm trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. But there's no wrong way to do the right thing. You know what I'm saying? Most of the people who, who blow up and get their song to the point that they want to make it to is people who um, do it like genuinely. Right. Like, look at, like look at Gates. Gates going viral every single day just by being himself. They ain't sit by with the label. They didn't put 100, 200,000 behind him going on the microphone and saying, I started a car battery with my own two hands. That, ain't, mm -hmm. that was just natural, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So now they got that going, you know what I'm saying? So, and back to what we were saying, like how important is it to sacrifice? Would you rather wear that $2,000 outfit and sit at your house? Or would you rather wear a Nike suit and take that trip over there to California accidentally bump into Dr. Drake? Right. I take that trip. I'm gonna take that that trip because with that trip, I'm gonna start making that money to get that two thousand dollars. Right. We call it Gen Z, like the younger generation. Okay. What would you say your perspective is as far as like how they're being raised, like the morals and principles? Because I know that you are a man of like strong morals and principles. When I was watching your interview, you preached about that a lot. Yeah. So I just wanted to know your perspective. It ain't so more so of the younger crowd. It's the older people that's teaching them that's right. fucked up. Because, you know, morals and all that, that's like to the public eye, that's not the real, that's not the cool thing to do no more. You see, on the internet, it, they making it cool to, to be a rat, to tell, and then go back on the internet and mock about it. Like, you see dudes on there talking about he a, the richest rat in the world. You know what I'm saying? He he. When when they start doing that, when the internet allow people, or when the streets allow people to do that, so it's different. And it's like I blame that on the people that's teaching them. They ain't learn that by themselves. But I'm not gonna lie. Like I feel like sometimes the old heads do be getting lost in like the social media and what's going on, and feeling like that they need to keep up with the younger ones, and it's all out of whack. These old niggas ain't on shit. They ain't on, they can't teach you nothing. How can you learn something from somebody that, how can you take directions from a broke GPS? You can't, it don't make no sense. Like, I ain't listening to none of that bullshit. Them old dudes, they try to give me advice, nigga, I teach you something. Tuh. <laughs> For real. Now, Mo, what would you say is like the hardest lesson that you had to learn throughout life? You gotta watch who with you. You gotta make sure the people that's with you are really with you. I spoke about this the other day. It's like, like loyalty. Loyalty is not your feeling towards me when everything is going good. Loyalty is the type of decisions you make towards me when everything ain't so good. So I feel like I gave my loyalty out to the wrong people. My circle real small now. How big would you say your circle was starting out? The whole, the whole neighborhood. Wow. 
And then as you reach new levels, it was just like slowly. Yeah, getting smaller, slowly getting more, more authentic, more genuine. I think you was talking about Boosa. Yes. Okay. We Boosa was trying to figure out if you were partner. saying Boosie. Like no, I was like, no, is no. he saying Boosie or? Okay. Okay. And he okay. He grabbed cool, me cool, by cool. my shirt. He, okay. He tugging at my shirt. Like, let's go, bro. Okay. Okay. Cool. I don't cool. Fuck cool. with these niggas, but Boosie, one of my partners that passed away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And with him, um, what would you say were like? Well, basically, with that incident, I guess I was trying to get like a clear identification of like what happened. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say, This is ludicrous. But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper, Ludicrous. Having trouble? Don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim? Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us. Thanks, Mr. Chris. No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Because I feel like, was there like a certain type of lesson with that incident? Uh Boosa was somebody who never trusted nobody, who never let his guard down, who always spec skeptical about who he fuck with, but he let somebody kill him. That's, it wasn't no, it wasn't really a lesson or nothing, it just woke me up. Anybody could get killed no matter how cautious you are. Mm. And with that, I would guess that you move very cautiously. Um, yeah. I did hear you state that you like are not accessible like that. Like you make sure. And with that being, what would you say, um, how do you really create that balance for yourself being a rapper, but also not allowing people to have a certain type of access to you? I wouldn't even say I move with cautious. I just move smart. Like. Mm -hmm. In my religion, we believe, you know, trust in the Lord, but tie your camel. You know what I'm saying? So I wouldn't say I'm, I'm like I'm cautious or none of that shit, but I, shit, I ain't going to give you the life. You're going to have to get it. You're going to have to get this score. You know what I'm saying? So uh, maybe it has slowed me down because I'm not in the rooms where I'm supposed to be. I'm not going to all the meetings or, you know what I'm saying, the type of, Places mm -hmm. that rappers go. I don't go to the club. I don't I don't socialize. I don't do none of that. I take care of my family. I make my music and I go where I'm supposed to go, like where I get paid to go. Have you ever just the slightest bit ever thought like, man, maybe I need to like go out and be in these spaces a little more? That's why I came here. Oh shit. What yeah. but we glad to have you here. Like, like <laughs> Yeah, I'm talking about here, but I'm talking about like Atlanta. Yeah. I'm spending a few days down here. And when you come to Atlanta, like, what would you say is, like, the difference from you being back, like, where you're originally from and stay? Atlanta turned. Like, y'all got a lot of shit up here. Mm -hmm. Back home, we ain't got shit. Like, I was just driving with Omar yesterday. There's people all over the streets running around wearing nice clothing and socializing, listening to music and all that. We don't have none of that. Right. We got it up the street. You know, we 10 minutes away from D.C., but we're not oh, from D.C. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I do want to ask you, what would you feel is, like, the biggest risk that you've had to take with your music career? Uh, spending my money on features. 
Yeah, you don't know if the money gonna come back. Sometimes it don't, sometimes it do, but I mean, it ain't really too much risk like, I mean, it is a risk because we got the most dangerous job in the, in the field, you know what I'm saying? Like we do have the most dangerous job from the hate, from the police, from all this, but I don't know, that was the first thing that came to my mind. Yeah. It's it's real, like rapping right now is very dangerous. Like but yeah. the fact that you are smart and you know you don't be everywhere, like you're not in everybody's faces, like I believe that that's a smart way to move right now. Mm -hmm. Now I do know that you and Fat Trill have a very close dynamic. So um, for those who don't know, if you could break that dynamic down, like how did you guys meet? First of all, free Fat Trill. Me and Trill met. It's a long story. I'm gonna just keep it short. His name was ringing in the detention center I was locked up at. Mm -hmm. I went up there rapping. For what I said, I got locked down. I got put in the hole. While I was in the hole, I was in the hole with somebody from East Street, where he from. He said, man, when you get out, you got to check out my dog, Fat Trail. He be with Wale. Like, hearing that at the time, Wale is megastar. You know what I'm saying? So. Oh, shoot. The, that was back in, uh, damn, that was that, uh, like, 24, not 20, was a 20, like, wait, like, 2012. I met. Trail, I think in 2011. 2011? Yeah. I know Wale was taking off towards that, like, era yeah. 2011, 2012. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that was close to, the, that was the closest to a star that we knew. That was Wale. So the day, the first day I got out, my partners took me to, they was, they was like, we going to this Fat Trail show. So while I was gone, Trail was getting hot. So they took me to a show and I just walked up to him. What you want for a feature? told me what it was. We did it the next morning. And from working with Flat, Fat Trail, like where would you say, when would you say your career really started to take off for you? Um, within the past couple years. He always gave, he gave me that boost into the game, into our city. Mm -hmm. Our whole DMV little family, he gave me that. He introduced me to, the, to, to his fan base. But within the last few years, it's really been, you know, starting to take off for me. And I'm just curious, like, I did notice that you don't really do a lot of interviews. No. Why would you say that is? I just don't take every, I haven't took every opportunity that came my way. Uh-huh. So it's the ones that I like, that's the ones I go for. Um, now, okay, back into your music career or whatever. Um, what would you say was like a really, really big pivot for you with your career to where you was like, man, like I really got this. Like I see beyond where I came from and I know I can make it with this rap shit. When, when Gates sh shared his fan base with me, Kevin Gates, when he shared his fan base with me, that's when it really went up. And I know that your the last project that you dropped outside of your recent one, if I'm not mistaken, that was in like 2019. Yeah. So what was the break with that from What's 2019 it? to now? It was that feature that I had got from him. Mm -hmm. We did a video in, a, in the project where I'm from and it hit like 23 or 24 million views. And then after that, I just kept dropping that back to back after that. 
Now, your recent project, a real one, let's talk about that and what that project means to you like in today's time. Mm -hmm. How would you say the creative process was with this one? It was all organic how it came about. Like, I, I consider myself a real one. How I am in the streets with my family, business. Mm -hmm. That's one thing I always teach my kids, like, you can go far by doing good business, keeping your face car clean and all that. So everything just led to another thing. And then that's when I put some of my family members on the, on the project and I just kept it organic. Real quick, what do you feel like will really ruin somebody's face card when it comes to this industry? Um, getting paid for something and not doing it. Um, uh, making a promise you can't fulfill. You know what I'm saying? That kind of stuff. Doing, doing bullshit to, in order to gain money. Mm -hmm. That'll fuck up your face card. Now, with this recent project, I did notice that you started off with a poem. So talk about that poem and the significance of it. That poem, I had to keep it real with you, I record myself. Mm -hmm. So I be in that joint doing bullshit. Like I click <laughs> record and whatever that's going on, I just start saying it. And while I was looking for more songs to put on this project, I mm -hmm. ran into that shit. I was at the worst point of my life. Wow, if you don't mind me asking, like, what was going on with it during that time? We took a couple losses, like, a couple of partners got killed, took a couple losses of money, baby mama drama, couldn't see my children, like, everything was just fucked up. Wow, so this project in particular, like, would you say it was a lot of emotions put into it? Yeah, definitely. It was all, it was, it, that shit is an emotional wreck. This one? Yeah. Wow, I wanna ask like, how did you even get the strength to like sit up and record? I asked myself the same shit. I ain't got no other way though, what the fuck I'm gonna do? I'm gonna go be a doctor? I'm gonna go be a basketball player? I ain't got nothing else. That's what I gotta do. So it's like, that's where I find the strength at. Cause like, I got five boys. And they depend on me, so like I got, I gotta make sure they got something. Mm -hmm. Like they, one of them about to be 16 around the corner. Where I'm gonna be, let him be the only kid not going to college or the only kid pulling up to school without a car. No. And um, with going, just a real quick to touch back on the poem. Was that your first time like writing poetry? I, I just called it poem, but like I was really just speaking. But yeah, that was my first, yeah. I re I had, so I listened to it, but I had to go back and read it. And I'm not gonna lie, like you ate that down. You think you would ever like incorporate that more into your future projects? I mean, maybe. You the first person to tell me you like it, so maybe. Uh, <laughs> I'll go back and listen to it. No, I really do. Cause I honestly, I feel like with you doing that, it's like, dang, like what? else more do you have to talk about like in a sense like you know what I mean like yeah. that really draws into the rest of your whole catalog the rest of your project I feel like yeah. so if you were to kind of do it as like a poetry series I ain't gonna lie I'm gonna try I'm gonna try to go I'm gonna try I'm gonna see what I could do that would be hard I ain't gonna lie I ain't bit.
So with this one in particular, what would you say was like the impact that you wanted to leave on your fans? Um, I just wanted to show them I'm getting better. Mm -hmm. I'm like, we headed to the next stage. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't do too many features on there. I, only, I saw that, I, I only yeah. did features from people from back home. And I had my kids on one of the songs. So it was like, I was showing them, yeah, I am getting better. I'm working and we headed to the next stage. And um, with this project and leading up to your future projects, what would you say is like something that you want to be like signified from you? So when people listen to your projects, they know like that's you. I'm a real one. That's what I want them to know. Like I'm really a real one. Then they start hearing if they, you know, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't famous or none. So most of the shit that go on ain't gonna be publicized, or it ain't gonna be public, which is cool. I like that. But if they were to know some of the things that going on, they, they gonna be like, damn, here a real one. And maybe later on they'll figure that out. Right. And really quick, what exactly would you say music really means to you? Music got a big part of my life. Like it's an escape. You know, people do certain things. They go draw, they go smoke, they drink, they do all that. I make music. It's, it's a way of life. It's a, it's a way to feed my family. So music, music got a big portion of my life. Is there any other artist that you want to work with in the future as you're on your journey? Um. I mean, yeah, I mean, it ain't, it ain't too many that I wouldn't work with mm -hmm. unless they fucked up, like they face call fucked up. But anybody that's making good music, yeah, I would like to make more music with people, but anybody to pinpoint, um, I can't pinpoint nobody right now. Right. And for, you know, any youngins that may be watching, uh, watching you or like looking up to you from your city, what would you say is like some advice that you would give them on how to make it out? Don't depend on nobody and grind harder than everybody. Yeah, that's all. And before we wrap up, do you have any last words or shout outs? Um, Shout out to my whole city, shout out to Virginia, shout out to everybody that supported me, listened to a song, bought some type of uh, merchandise or anything. Shout out to my brother Don, got the jewel. If you want some real ice on your wrist, some real ice around your neck, go to Status Jeweler. Uh, rest in peace, my Went to school, they used to label me a hooligan. I'm so busy getting money, and realize I was losing friends. Go keep getting on. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba.